You're listening to the Christian Single Moms Podcast. This is the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Donnelly. And here on the podcast, we talk about discovering you on the journey through. Now, what that means basically is I have a firm belief that every single mom can discover the woman she is intended to be, that God has always intended for her to be, that she can discover a life of peace and power and purpose, and it can happen right through the things that God is carrying you through right now. And I'm just so pleased to be on that journey with you and to have you along with me. In this episode, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on something that I started talking about back in episode 44. That episode is called When the Holidays Hurt, and in it, I focused a little bit on those times when the holidays just feel bad and you don't want to celebrate, you don't feel that you're in the festive mood. And in that episode, I touched on the fact that a lot of times what we're doing when we're having difficulty in these seasons is we are heaping a bunch of shoulds on ourselves that in those should have been, what should I do? I feel like I should do this, but I don't really feel like it. That in all of those shoulds, that there's a lot of shame that comes attached to those things. And while in episode 44, we talked a lot about accepting yourself and accepting where you're at and taking that to God, there's more to this topic. While that episode was a lot about accepting your current circumstances, I actually heard from several of you who said, but how do I actually do that? How do I get to this place? Because it feels like for me to do that means I have to admit defeat, that I have to lay down and die and give up on all these things that were important to me. And I totally resonated with that. And I actually had an experience with that even just this week that I wanted to share with you, but also share some of what God revealed to me in that process. I think accepting our circumstances and accepting ourselves in this time of year is extremely difficult, more so than any other time of the year, because this is a time of year where we tend to feel maybe more lonely and more outcast and more misunderstood than we ever have. I had an experience last year at Christmas Eve where I went to church by myself and I thought I was going to be okay. I didn't have my kids with me, but I was looking forward to celebrating with my church community And for whatever reason, oddly enough, I ended up sitting in a pew entirely by myself for the entire service. And I know that there were people who loved me in that room, but they were so much in the mode of celebrating with their own families that I got missed. And while those things are not intentional, they highlight those times of our life and this season of our lives where we just feel like nobody sees us. And so for us to say, well, I guess I'll just accept that that's a season I'm in kind of seems wrong, kind of seems like that's a betrayal of myself, that I shouldn't just let people look over me like that. I shouldn't just have to accept that this is my season of life. I shouldn't have to accept now that it's difficult for me to give my kids the holiday that I feel that they should have. And while there is, as I mentioned in episode 44, a time to grieve that and a time to lament that and a time to even call out to God and say, God, this is not fair, I want to also have a discussion about 
part two of that? What comes next? What, what can we do? We don't necessarily want to stay in a place of just accepting the circumstances we move into Christmas. Many of you have said, I want to make the best of this, but I'm not really sure where to begin. So that's what we're going to talk about today. As we jump into this conversation, I do want you to know that I have some tools out there if you are struggling with loneliness this time of the year. I've mentioned before that I have a free quiz at agapemoms.com forward slash quiz that talks about your loneliness type. So if you take that quiz, it'll give you some sense of what is contributing to your specific experience with loneliness because it's different for all of us. Then from there, you're able to gain free access to a class that I taught about the loneliness types to give you some ideas about how that type plays out, but then also some of the things that you might be able to do to go about changing it. I found that the key to understanding my loneliness has helped me to work through these really difficult seasons. So again, if you'd like to start that, you can just go to agapemoms.com forward slash quiz. So as I just mentioned, the holidays are often a time where we feel like we just don't belong. But the story I want to start with here is actually about a Christmas tree that didn't belong. So towards the tail end of my marriage, I had just moved across the country and we've moved to a new house. And one of the things that I had envisioned, not just for this new house, but for my entire life was having this big, beautiful, tall, white flocked Christmas tree Christmas. And since we had just moved, I was so thrilled because this was it. This was my opportunity. And so sure enough, I got the tree. This all happened through the midst of my separation and my divorce. So while I didn't have the family that went with the Christmas tree and the Christmas tree dream, I felt like I had some kind of consolation. So I did enjoy this tree for a couple of Christmases in that home until my divorce was finalized and then I moved. And in the move, which happened earlier this year, I knew that there was no place for this Christmas tree. As we were moving it from the moving truck into the garage, I knew that in several months time, I was gonna have to figure out what I was gonna do because this tree was not going to fit in this house. But I just kind of kept pushing that to the back of my mind and I figured there'll be something that will present itself. And as I was talking with my preteen about it, she and I were kicking around all these different ways that maybe if we just took one of the middle layers out that it would fit. We couldn't take the bottom one off because that's the only one that fits in the tree stand, but perhaps we could just camouflage it somehow with lots of ornaments and decorations to make it not as obvious that this tree was missing something in the middle. But as we got closer and closer to Christmas, I just knew that that wasn't going to cut it. But I didn't want to get rid of the tree. I didn't necessarily want to go out and buy a new permanent tree because I'm not comfortable yet with letting that dream entirely go. I don't know what the next chapters of my life are going to look like. And while I have totally surrendered to God that if my future is in this house or in any house that does not include that nine foot Christmas tree, that I will be happy and I will be okay with that. I'm not yet ready to make the determination today. And so I have just avoided the subject altogether. The other compounding factor of this obviously is that to go and buy a different Christmas tree, that's taking money out of my Christmas budget. I'd so much rather spend that money in other places, especially because I don't typically tend to spend a lot of money on myself. And it just felt like something that was not really anything I needed to do. So here I am with this, what feels like a misfit family sometimes, now with a misfit Christmas tree and not really sure 
what I'm supposed to do, feeling that tension between the past and having been able to comfortably close that chapter, but then the future and not really knowing what that looks like. And I was actually out on a walk with Stacy, and some of you remember her from the earlier episodes of the podcast, but we were talking a little bit about this subject and she was helping me try to figure out how to move this mental block that I was having. And I said, no, 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 I think I'll just take these maybe, you know, a couple middle layers out of the Christmas tree. And she was like, Michelle, you can't do that. It's going to look goofy. And she said something along the lines of what if you just get something that fits for this house in this season? And both of our spirits just leapt in that moment to understand that accepting that that tree was not going to fit in this house right now didn't mean that I had to can all my dreams altogether. It just meant that for right now, maybe that box is going to sit in the garage, but it's okay to do something different that fits the season I'm in right now. And there's no defeat that I have to accept with that. All that is, is recognizing that the situation as it stands presently, that the tree doesn't fit into that right now. And that's okay. And I can be open about what the future looks like, but I can still celebrate in the middle of the moment that I'm in right now. And so we talked about all the different ways that that could look. Basically, I jumped onto Pinterest and found how to flock a regular Christmas tree. I did have another six-foot Christmas tree that I thought, well, you know what? I could just go to the store and buy tree flock and flock that tree. It's not in great condition, but hey, I think a little flock will go a long way. And so I had that totally in my plan. And as I was actually shopping for Christmas tree flocking on various retailers' websites, I actually came across a 30 dollar six foot Christmas tree and I thought well $30 I can definitely fit that into my Christmas budget it didn't have lights on it but I had some extra lights that I could put on it and so I thought all right this is it this is the tree that fits this house for this season and this is the thing that feels like where we are right now so I bought the tree online and I was a little nervous about that because I didn't actually get to see it propped up And when we got to Walmart, they had sold all of their floor models and I had no way to look at it and see what it looked like. And I thought, well, for 30 bucks, I think I'm going to love this tree. And sure enough, I got it home and it is adorable. It's a little smaller than the one I had. And it's not as brightly lit as the one I have because I did it myself. But it doesn't matter. It fits. It feels like the thing that fits me and this house and my kids for right now. Our life is really simple right now, and that's good. There's a lot of goodness in that. And so while there's definitely been that season to grieve, as I talked about in episode 44, and if you're in that season, that's okay. But I'm also in that season of saying, well, I don't know what the future looks like, but it doesn't look like the past. What am I doing next? And so this tree kind of marks that. It marks the ability for me to accept where I'm at, but also say, I'm not staying here. And I think that is truly the key when we talk about our dreams that die, when we talk about those things that we have to grieve and let go of. Acceptance feels like quitting sometimes. Acceptance feels like I have to forever give up, maybe not even that dream only, but any dream. And to be honest, I don't think that that's what acceptance really means. I think that acceptance, as I have experienced it in this situation, means that we do let the past go and we do grieve that, but then we open our lives and we open our hearts to accept a new dream and something different. And it may be that those dreams shift. This Christmas tree is 
my dream for now and just to feel like I'm in a season that fits me. That's it. To feel like I belong somewhere. I have a tree that belongs somewhere. But that my future might still grow and change and shift and look different. It could stay the same. It could not. But that when I acknowledged that it was God who led me to this realization, it was God who led me to this six foot, $30 Christmas tree, that he's good. And he shows us where his acceptance draws us into his abundance. You know, Philippians 4.13 is often overquoted. That's the one that's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we tend to think that that means, well, I can do anything and everything that I think of as long as Jesus is there and I believe in him. And the thing that's fascinating is if you read the verses prior to that, that entire section, Paul is talking about how to be content when we may feel like we're lacking. And I think that many of us feel that during this Christmas season, whether it's financially or relationally or emotionally, that we are totally lacking. And so I just thought it was fascinating because God showed me something. It just jumped off the page in a way that never had before in this experience and in considering this verse. And I want to read it for you. Paul starts actually back in verse 11. And he says, For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Paul is talking specifically in this section about those times where we feel like we are in lack and how do we get through them. And when I looked at that last verse again, I can do all things. I looked at that can do and it just jumped off the page at me in a way that I've never seen it before. So often I've looked at these circumstances and thought should, right? Like we talked in episode 44, should, and that should brings shame. How I should have been able to celebrate the holiday this way. I should have been able to keep my Christmas tree. I should be able to buy my kids the same gifts. There's all of this should that comes along with unmet expectations and disappointments. But yet, when we shift from the should to the can, when we can finally move into the place of after grieving the shoulds, that we move into the can and what can I do that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, that there are things we can do and that God empowers us. God moves us in those moments. God shows us the opportunity. He shows us the abundance and the provision. He is the one who is creating these opportunities and we can step into them. We can see them when we are walking with Jesus and we're letting him love us through these challenging times. You know, and people will tell you all the time, well, these are material goods. This is not the kind of thing that you should really be worrying about, but God knows our physical needs and this is what this section is all about. He knows our emotional needs. He knows what that Christmas tree means to me. And I love that our God cares about my heart and a Christmas tree enough that a $30 solution helped me to understand his so incredibly great love for me. God knew that as long as I was looking at my old Christmas tree and trying to fit this square peg into this round hole that I was going to miss the opportunities that he had for me to enjoy in this somewhat different holiday season. And so in having this one very specific conversation with a very good friend that he just 
began to open doors for me and open my eyes so that I would see the possibility of what is instead of staying stuck on the what isn't. You know, and when we just hear off the cuff that we should be content in all circumstances, that sounds like another should, but I love how God doesn't just give us like this lofty demand and then just expect that we should get there. He's so tenderly holding our hand through these things to say, let me show you how you can get there. I'm going to do this with you. I love you. It's not about just changing your attitude and grin and bear it. It's, that's not what it's about at all. It's about understanding his heart in the midst of this and that even in the middle of heartbreak or even in the middle of loneliness or disappointment, that he's still there and he wants to give us the compassion that we need that fits exactly where we are right now. And for some of us, that might look like a Christmas tree. For others of you, it may be a shift in your relationships. It may be a great friendship. It may be renewal with your kids during this holiday. It can look like so many different things. And if we're not set on making our old things fit into our new situation, then we have an open heart to the things that God wants to put in our lives right now to show us where he is and to show us that we're not alone. In a minute, I do want to talk about how we can continue to embrace this idea of going from should to can as we look at celebrating the holidays. Before I do that, I'd like to tell you about Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that's available to you through an app and you have the ability to meet with a counselor on your time and on your schedule. You have the ability to schedule video sessions so you can actually see this person face to face. And I think that counseling is incredibly helpful for understanding the things that we're going through and identifying opportunities for growth and for healing. If you'd like to give Faithful Counseling a try, you can actually get 10% off of your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. I think the key to being able to understand where our opportunities are is first being able to understand where we do feel lack. Where do we feel like we're missing out? And I think sometimes we feel like maybe that's a betrayal, that we're always supposed to be just content with everything, as I said. But it's really important to understand at least where you do have that sense of lack because I think it gives us those opportunities to see maybe where there's something that we can do or something that we do need to maybe accept and grow in. So for example, I know many of us have the concern about buying gifts for our kids or other people for that matter, and that our finances don't look like we'd like them to, we're not able to buy gifts the way that we thought we would. So for example, in this instance, I've found that it's really helpful to be able to set solid expectations with people. There are people that I bought gifts for in the past that I have to let them know now I'm not able to do that. And maybe I'll do something different. Maybe I will give them a coupon for childcare or something like that. But that they understand it's not because I'm being cheap, you know, it's not because I don't care, I don't love them. It's because my life has changed. And I think the hardest thing to do is to do this with your kids because we know that we, they carry so many expectations as it comes to us and this time of year. But something I've made a habit of doing with my kids is actually showing them my Christmas budget. And I show them on paper, this is how much money your mom has allotted to buying gifts for everybody this year. And when they can divide that by the three of them and by the other people in my life who I purchase gifts for, they can see really how much money that is. 
So then I have the ability to sit down with them and say, okay, so if you know this is the amount of money that I have to give to you, I want you to think about what you really want to ask for for Christmas that would make the most of this budget. I can buy you 10 things that are fun and make a lot of noise and you won't play with in a year, or I can maybe buy you one or two nicer, bigger gifts, but you won't have as many things to open on Christmas. And let's be honest, I think that's some of the push and pull here is we want to get them the nice things, but then we also want them to have a bunch of boxes to open. But putting the choice in their hands actually helps them to set the expectation with me so that they're almost picking out the gift for me. And it actually makes the gift buying process a lot easier. But that when they're engaged in that conversation, nobody's waking up on Christmas morning confused about what was supposed to happen or has those dash dreams of what they didn't get. And sure, some of that's still gonna exist. But the point I'm making here is that I'm turning something like lack of finances into an opportunity actually for us to connect over this and then to really then have a better understanding of what Christmas really is all about. That once we've kind of gotten this big elephant out of the room in this conversation, we can go back to thinking about enjoying the time together and spending the next month watching Christmas movies and drinking eggnog and doing all the things that contribute to just that feeling of togetherness during the season instead of them focusing every week on, well, am I going to get this or am I going to get that? And yes, again, I'm sure they're probably doing some of that. But setting those right expectations, I feel, is one of those ways to handle lack. It also can be expectations with who you're going to spend the holidays with. Lots of us have strained family relationships, people that are difficult for us to be around, and we might feel like we have to be around some of those people. But we may have to set the expectation as it relates especially to health and COVID and all that kind of stuff that we might just have to do it differently this year. It might be that instead of getting together, y'all decide to play minute to win it games over Zoom. If you've had an extensive gift list in the past, lots of people to buy for, or maybe some kind of big girls gathering or something along those lines, it may be that this year you decide to give a favorite book to a friend that you know that they'll really appreciate or to buy special bags of coffee or tea or those kind of things, just something that you know lets that person know that you're thinking about them, but we don't necessarily always have to put a dollar figure to it. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, this time of year, it can be difficult. We feel like we have to be really thoughtful and really creative and spend a lot of money. And I find that the more that I just let people know where I'm at, those are the people that are close to me, that I know understand where I'm at, that they will see those things and receive those with the heart of what they're intended. It's when we try to like fly under the radar and pretend that these things are not happening that a lot of times those strained relationships can happen when you go from doing one thing and then shifting into doing something totally different. The good thing about 2020 is it has kind of changed things for all of us. And I think a lot of us are in the situation of having to change and simplify. And while that has proposed a lot of extra challenges for us, it actually has given us a lot of different opportunities as well. So the first part of this, again, to go back is to, as I said in episode 44, to talk to God about the things that just don't feel right. But then I think this is the next step is to find ways that you can seek out opportunities and see what God wants to do in the middle of them. And by being able to focus on what fits, what feels like a fit for this season right now, it doesn't mean we have to close the door on all of our hopes and dreams forever. 
It just means that we're being present, and that's exactly where we get to experience the power and the peace of God. Now, before I close, there is one more part of this Christmas tree story that I want to make sure that I tell you. I discussed back in episode 44 that I am the kind of person who loves Thanksgiving so much that I do not decorate my Christmas tree or put up any Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. Well, this whole situation with purchasing this Christmas tree and putting everything up happened the weekend before Thanksgiving this year. And it was such a sweet time. I did not have my kids over that weekend. And I have not been able to feel the presence of God and just the joy of decorating for Christmas since I got divorced. And I used to tell people that decorating for Christmas was like worship for me. I have a background in interior design. It's what my degree was in. And so I like to be able to express my love for God through decor. It's, it's worship for me, just like some of you might be singing or whatever talents you might have. And so in doing this, in breaking my own rules and in breaking my own tradition, I was able to experience that again. I was able to just quietly on my own time put up this new tree in this new house in my new season and just worship the Lord in that time. And while that's great on its own, it really was great. I also ended up getting COVID right before Thanksgiving. I lost my taste and smell the day before Thanksgiving and I became very fatigued and would not have been able to put up my Christmas decorations the day after Thanksgiving as I normally do. So God blessed me in me putting away my old traditions and my old ways of doing things. God blessed me and my children that Christmas was already set up and awaiting us even in the middle of me being sick and trying to recover from this disease, and I couldn't have known it. It was something that he led me to and led me through, and there's no way I would have been able to perceive that on my own. So I just want you to know that in one small story, how great God's faithfulness has been, and I just know that he wants you to experience him the same way this season. No matter what you're going through and how difficult it may look, he is there with you. And I just pray that you would experience that in this Christmas season. As you move through this Christmas season, I'd love for you to join in with the Agape Moms community. We have a private Facebook group called Beloved Collective that is available through the Facebook page. And we have been just having a great time there of encouraging each other and sharing the things that God is doing, sharing our frustrations and walking each other through that. You can join that group by going to Facebook and looking for us at Agape Moms and then clicking on the groups tab and submitting a request there. You can also join us on Instagram at Agape Moms and just receive a little bit of encouragement in your daily scroll. Something fun I've also just launched is a weekly video devotional. And so with that, I'm taking the things that we're talking about in the podcast that week and then adding in a few questions that help you to take what we're talking about and plug it into your daily life. So if you'd like to receive notifications when those devotionals go live, you can actually subscribe to the Agape Moms YouTube channel and I will have a link to that in the show notes. As always, I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for your reviews and your ratings. They really do help me to know what are the things that you're learning and how you're growing in this season. But they also help to encourage other women to join us on this journey. 
And I just pray as you're going through this Christmas season that you would know that you are seen and you are beloved.